It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab a drink and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girl's night, all wrapped up into one. Good morning. Good day, lads. <laughs> good morning, Kentucky. Say, I was like, good evening. Nope, nope. It's evening as we record. It's morning as they hear us. So hello. Good We're job, here. Megan. Good job. Uh, we've been only doing this for three years. It's fine. <laughs> so today, it's going to be great. We're going, Megan and I have like a ton of random topics to hit, but it's going to be great convo yeah like, like they're all important but they're not connected really yeah it's really it's just what in the dang heck it just checks out <laughs> yeah that's the whole point of this podcast so we're just on brand right now um Meg you want to start off with your heck yes yeah because I just tackled it today uh my heck yes currently in my life and I'm kind of embarrassed to say this is mowing the lawn I that's my heck yes it's mowing the lawn because I got a workout in I get a sweat in, I get to tan because I do it in a sports bra and shorts and I see immediate results on my hard work, which you don't really see in motherhood. <laughs> Motherhood's like the long game, you know, where it's like, okay, years from now, this kid will say please every single time without me telling them to, but you don't see that right away. So it's really refreshing to get out there and just mow the lawn and be like, wow, yeah, this looks so good now. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> this is where my life is. This is like when you get excited about get, being gifted a vacuum. And yes. Like, uh, yep. That's where my life's at. So yeah. Well, <laughs> I love when I hear the, the grass people pull up to my house and cut <laughs> the grass. I'm like, wow, that was music. Great. I didn't to even your ears. Didn't even have to step outside. <laughs> oh my gosh. Meanwhile, I planned my day around this. Like the first thing I did in the morning was mow the lawn because I wanted to beat the heat, but I still wanted to get the morning sun because that's really good for our bodies. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to do my makeup. I'm going to make sure there's time for a shower afterwards. Like it was a planned event thing. And I feel really good afterwards. Now I got to talk to the you. front yard. Yeah. Kudos yeah, to you. I'll probably um, put a shirt on with the front yard, but oh well. <laughs> yes. Pregnant well, because I also am like hesitant to tackle the front yard because I'm I don't want people driving by and being like, oh my gosh, that pregnant woman's mowing her lawn. What does her husband even think? And I like no, no, like I actually prefer to. Like I would like to do this. Please let me enjoy myself. <laughs> But I can just imagine the thoughts going through people's head, this third trimester pregnant lady is mowing her lawn and holding another baby on her hip. Like, you know, like, is she okay? Should we go help her? Um, uh-huh. But I, I'm good. I don't really want to be helped. So <laughs> this is leisure for me. No, it's good. It's good. I mean, yeah. I mean, we all know. We, Megan and I are different. Um, <laughs> We're built different. We're different. <laughs> It's like okay, a challenge. You know what is kind of like my hot take is mm. um that when 
when women are pregnant, this isn't for all women, but when okay. I, what I see is like when women are pregnant who typically would dress like more modestly, it's like modesty goes out the door because you're pregnant. Hello, I'm raising my hand right now. <laughs> you are speaking directly to me. <laughs> like, like, okay, Megan, for, actually, I wasn't even thinking about you. So I promise that wasn't passive aggressive. But oh, now no. that well, I'm we've talked about, about it, it with Jeannie's pregnancy, I remember that being a conversation that we had because people would ask me over Instagram because I'd always have my belly out. And so then I would come to you and I'd be like, okay, these people are driving me nuts. And you're like, well, this is a good question. It's a good conversation to have. And I was like, screw you, man. <laughs> I remember that. I was like, well, if you weren't pregnant, would you post that photo? You're like, and I was like no. Eh. <laughs> like, usually I'm on your side, but I'm just being honest. <laughs> Which is good. It's a healthy level of like, you're not just like my diehard fan. You'll challenge me. It's good. But yes, I remember this. So carry on with your thoughts. Anyways, like I get it, you know, um, it's cute, but also it's like, what's the difference between your belly out now, but you wouldn't show your belly when you're not pregnant. Yeah. Is it, I think it comes down to, it's not, it comes down to like an insecurity. Like people are usually not as secure or mm. not as insecure when they're pregnant because yeah. they have like a cute belly bump, you know, like, and yeah, then it's purposeful. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And so it's like, not a modesty thing. It's more, well, I'm not showing my body because I'm not confident in it. But now that I am, I'll show my body. Mm. It's not, okay, but oh, I'm so modest, but then modesty goes out the door because yeah. I'm pregnant. Yeah. No, I mean, it checks out. I literally remember sending you one of Kylie's photos when she was pregnant, Kylie Kadich. We've talked about her on here before. Mm -hmm. We're like major fans of her page and her creativity and everything. And it was not something I would ever do not pregnant, but I was like, look at these pregnancy photos. They're so cute. And Cece was like, why would you, would you, why? And I was like, uh, <laughs> but I will say this. And I've said this to Avery before too. When I would take photos of myself in college as a college athlete in a sports bra, it's because I literally thought I was hot stuff. Like I had a six pack. I was tanned. I was toned. I was like, yes. Now, if I take a sports bra photo of myself pregnant, it's like, me and my baby boy and it's like it's a different I don't know it's a different view of my body it's not the same like self gratifying like I don't I don't know I don't know if that's making any sense or if I'm just trying to like no I get it it's like reason. you're showing the beauty and you're showing off in a different way but the reality is true, that it's still true, a stomach. True. Like it doesn't change true. the body part, you know? Totally. I also will say this too, the amount of times that like we miscarried once really early on, we have one photo of me, like with my hand on my stomach. It was like right after we found out we were pregnant, you, there's literally zero bump whatsoever. But I'm like, that photo means so much to me because in that photo, that baby was there. And so it's like, you want to take all these mm -hmm. photos of and yes, okay, the bump's still there if a dress is over it, whatever. But it's just not like you literally see their home in your stomach when you have a stomach photo of them. And it's just like a whole nother level. Anyways, no, it's a I valid get the argument. beauty. It is. It's a valid. It's a valid it really is. I get the ways. beauty. It is different, but at the same time, it is the same. So it's yes, like totally, totally. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So my <laughs> head guess. Head guess. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> So, uh, I see Patrick in about like two months, it's called halftime 
And I don't actually know when they're going, but I'm, I have a ticket to Japan. So I have no idea when they're actually coming for all you military cool. wives that want to freak out over OPSEC. Um, <laughs> I don't know when, he, like literally always. Do you actually deal with that that often? Yes. Oh all the gosh. time. Like I say one thing about Patrick's ship and there's these military wives coming after me saying, you're putting your husband in danger. You can't say where the ship is. I'm like, Did literally Google? Google the USS yeah. Reagan and it's on their official Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like cool your jets. So, they blasted it before I did. Okay. <laughs> I know. And so anyways, they always come back around September, August, September, sometime during that. And so I'll be there waiting for him to come back. And he, they come back for just a few weeks and then they go back out to sea for the second half of the deployment. The ship comes in for like maintenance on the jets and the boat and stuff like that. So, um, and that's been happening for probably centuries. That's just literally (laughs) how it is with Japan. Um, so anyways, I have about mm, like two months to build a butt. And so (laughs) get that lawnmower out, girl. (laughs) What doing squats like lunges while mowing the lawn? Lunges while yeah. And you could get tan. You'd have a butt and you'd be tan. What a what a babe. What a babe. (laughs) Um no, I would just be burnt. So yeah, my skin doesn't do that. Um really at all. Okay. Yeah, that's why I mean I well, also, I don't want skin cancer, so I don't do that. But, like, <laughs> I'm just saying, science is science. Um, <laughs> okay. Anyways, so when okay, so Megan was at my house for a a week with Carrie and Jeannie, and then Alex, who was on the podcast about she shared her like almost abortion story mm-hmm. with her daughter. They were over, and then I and then. Before Alex came, Mary and Jerry Lennenberg, who were also on the podcast before, they were over. And then our friend Patrick Dwyer, who's a singer, you can check him out on Spotify, was also over. So (laughs) I had like about nine house. Yeah, always for for like a full week. And it was amazing. But Alex, she (laughs) is like a bodybuilder. I mean, her biceps are ridiculous. And anyways, she was giving me... um, like a lesson on protein and <laughs> she was like no literally if you don't have protein none of the activities none of the workouts you're none doing are going to do anything yeah. so alex you'd be happy to know that i've been eating an egg with every meal <laughs> oh my gosh i swear that's all cc took from the whole conversation we were like okay so you start out with is she was like well I eat like one egg in the morning we were like no 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 you need to eat like three eggs in the morning with like cheese on top and she was like okay so then for lunch do I just put egg on a salad and we were like there's a lot of other protein options (laughs) out there but if you're really feeling the egg trend go for it (laughs) I did I literally made two different types of egg salad and wow. then t- I, and then I've been having that for breakfast and then for lunch, I made a salad and put a hard boiled egg on top of it and it had chicken. Okay. Oh, so, that's good. And then I forgot to eat dinner. So, um, so then they canceled out, <laughs> <laughs> but we are really getting somewhere here. We are. Okay? That is true. That's major steps. Yeah. yeah. I was literally just telling Avery how nice it was that you could see everything in your fridge. 
but then how that's also kind of a con because I know you're not eating three full meals a day. <laughs> Wait, you can't see stuff. You oh, because you your fridge how, is like, always jam packed. So oh my gosh, yes, yeah. And when we came home, I, cause homeboy had been living like a bachelor. I like emptied everything out and was like, these have been here for way too long. Like all that kind of stuff. And so now it's really clean looking and we only have what we need right now. But then there's always that habit of like filling it up or not using everything that you buy. And so we're working on it and I was inspired by your fridge. But then I also was like, there is a possible con to that fridge being empty as much as it is. <laughs> Well, so I you're just making kind of, steps. I'm really I shop. You. Yeah, I just shop for that week. You yeah. know, so um, and it's just you. So it's like, why yeah. would that fridge be full? And like, I can't just have stuff sitting in there because I travel a lot. So it would just go true? bad. True. Yeah. Yep. Also, I never make like a meal that would I would have to have leftovers. If that makes sense, like that's mm-hmm. why I have salads because I can Got portion it. control got it yeah Makes sense mm-hmm. so yeah anyways that's my heck yes I am eating protein I am doing the squats okay watch out world I'm gonna have to buy new jeans um, <laughs> even though you guys can't even see anything anyways because I just wear the long dresses you guys have no idea how flat my butt really is <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh but Operation Build Butt has started. So it's commenced. Two months to make it happen. (laughs) I took before photos. So Meg, I'll be sending you those when I please do badonga donk after. Please do because I said both Alex and I were like, you gotta take a before photo. Then it motivates you to take an after. And you're like, yeah, I have like 10 different before photos in my camera roll and zero afters. (laughs) (laughs) And every time I take a before. It's the after, but really it's still the before. The before, it's just the same. It's all the same. <laughs> you know, the key was protein, okay? That is so, true, yes. Uh, yeah. Anyways, what's your heck no? Wow, we are dilly-dallying. We are. Um, my heck no is just not living next door to you. It was really nice to just catch mm-hmm. up and laugh and chat every evening. It was like a known thing. Okay, once the girls go down, we're just going to hang out, maybe go get dessert, maybe, you know... I had a mocktail. You guys had actual drinks. Maybe we'll watch a movie. Maybe we'll play a game. It was just really nice. I was like, I could get used to this. It was really, it was like girls night every night. And Megan watched Mean Girls for the first time. All the way through for the first time. Yes. I would like to say I've seen parts of it before, but never all the way through. So I feel like 26. I feel like we were educating you on like, okay, have you heard that saying before? Yeah. That saying comes from this movie scene (laughs) right here. You just heard them say it. Have you, are you familiar? Yes. Which I don't even know if you could hear them say it because Alex and I would literally just say what they were saying, like verbatim. Um, I had heard a lot of them before. And some of them I think were on the back of like t-shirts and stuff and during high school and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. Yeah. That's also a heck no. I feel that, um, I miss just having people to randomly hang out, like just casually hang out with, you know, not planned, yeah. just it's kind not of planned. Like, it's just, yeah. oh, we're all here, which cool. if we live next door, it'd just be like, oh yeah, coming over. Exactly. You know? But, um, but my heck no are my gums. So, okay. I had my gums lasered yesterday 
And so they're feeling a bit sore. Um, pretty much they laser, it's like they burn part of your gums off. And um, can you eat or drink? Well, that's why I didn't really eat dinner because my gums were kind of hurting. So, um, but yeah, it's, it smells like burning flesh. So I did not smell when I was doing it. Um, and my friend did it. He's a orthodontist. And so I just like went in and he was lasering them off. He's like, just don't smell. That's the worst part. So, um, anyways, they're a little sore, but my teeth look great. Um, just the gums are raw. Ah, no next level you can't really you can't see pain. i was gonna say oh they you know they look kind of good my from teeth what I look tell. bigger yeah uh-huh that was the whole point so mm-hmm. i got my teeth knocked out when i was younger and so i've had um like it's uh what is it called i can't think of the name but um bonding bonding mm-hmm. on my teeth yeah. so bonding's never permanent so i'm in the process of getting veneers which are permanent it's like, uh, they're porcelain veneers. So anyways, this is like the first step of the process because I'm going to get the veneers, how I want them to look. And I want my gum, I want there to be less gum in my smile. So I needed to get it lasered that I didn't need to, but if I'm going to spend the money on veneers, I'm going to, I'm going to have it look how I want it to look. No, I think that's smart. I think that's proactive. This is a world that I know nothing about as same as like skincare so I learn a lot from you I don't think I would ever do <laughs> but like I now look at my teeth and I'm like oh yeah maybe that one does have a really high gum it's great yeah <laughs> so just bring great. awareness to all these things to make you feel insecure <laughs> so what I love but I'm pregnant so really it, I'm just like whatever I'm hot stuff right now so I don't care but yeah, we got to tone down that conversation when I'm postpartum. That's another story, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we want to talk about contraceptive, but not in a way where you think we would talk about it. But mm-hmm. Megan, do you want to mention Abundantly Yours? Yes. Okay, so Abundantly Yours is one of our uh, sponsors. We love her. She's a mom that owns this business, Catholic, stay-at-home mom. I, we just, I just love supporting any Catholic moms that stay at home and have their own business, but she just released coffee sleeves, which is literally genius. I didn't even know what that was. I, uh, there's a lot that I don't know, you know, and they're pink and brown and like that cognac, 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 cognac color. <laughs> so they're very on brand with our listeners, you guys. Um, and they have like crosses and flowers on them. They're very cute. They're very cute and they're very comfortable. Like they feel good in your hand when you slip it on a Starbucks cup. So go to their Instagram, abundantly.yours.co or their website at abundantlyyours.org and check out their new coffee sleeves. You can also get 15% off your entire, uh, the entire shop, but your order with code HEC15. Um, so yeah, go check them out. Their coffee sleeves are really cool because you know, when you get a Starbucks and it's cold and And so your hand, yeah, it's like wet and your hand is pretty much like melting the ice. Mm -hmm. When you put the sleeve on it, you don't have to deal with that. And same with it. The hot ones. I hate the cardboard feeling on my hand. You know, those cardboard sleeves. Yeah. Like it It actually fit your hand because your fingers are like 
Yes. Ooh, yep. The texture makes me want to like throw up thinking about it, like nails mm-hmm. on a chalkboard, that cardboard texture. So anyways, I need one of these. Well, <laughs> That's and I was awesome. going to say, I didn't realize how bad that was until I got a coffee sleeve. And then I was like, wait, <laughs> I've been just putting up with this cardboard thing or this like wet slippery cup this whole time. <laughs> okay. Yes. With like yeah. the um, receipt stuck to it. It's just like, ri- yes. like peeling off. Ugh. It's just like, so gross. Plastering to your hand. Yeah. Ew. Okay. You can avoid that with her coffee sleeves. So <laughs> go check them out. Okay. So one of the nights that Megan was here, when Mary and Jerry were here, we had um, a priest over father Ken, and I should actually get him on the podcast. Um, yes. He's yes. awesome. So father Ken, he's a father of mercy. You guys should follow the fathers of mercy on Instagram. They're an incredible order. Megan, do you want to explain? I think you can explain it better because mm. that was your first time hearing it. And this has been part of our, like father Ken mm. is a nice conversation for a while. So yeah. if, explain this idea. Yeah. So he said, he explained how when you're in a marriage, you're relationship should always be focused on life being life-giving or procreative and unitive and unifying um and so if we broadened that spectrum to like all of our relationships with friends and family and stuff well no he was saying that sex is unifying and life-giving that's the purpose of sex in a catholic marriage so in a marriage yes and then if we went ahead and expanded that view and like standard on all of our relationships, whether friends or family, and we said that they all needed to be life-giving and unifying, then a phone is a form of contraceptive when used in the context of like in-person relationships. Locking so, relationships. Yeah. So you think of like all the different kind of contraceptives out there. There's the uh you could withdrawal method, there's the condom, there's the IUD there's I mean there's so many things and so for a relationship with a like an in-person relationship with a friend withdrawal would be to just get up and walk out of the room when there's a conversation that's hard it's not unifying it's not life-giving you have just withdrawn from the conversation with your phone you're sitting in a room with people you pull up your phone you're immediately blocking the relationship you're immediately putting something up in between it that's just like a condom it's just like an IUD. Um, so like when rarely. Megan would pull out her phone, we would be like, Megan, put down the condom. Put the condom down. And I was like, Ugh. texting my husband. <laughs> but it was so good because for for me personally, I have such a, I don't strict might not be the right word, such a passionate opinion and viewpoint on contraceptives in regards to marriage that when he compared a phone to a contraceptive, I was like, now you've called me out and called me higher. And I'm actually going to stick to this one. Like this one actually resonates with me and makes sense. And I'm going to be much more cognizant and aware of it now um, because it's such a um, stark, I guess, parallel between the two that I was like, oh crap, he's so right. Women can, like, I've even seen this in marriages or just in the work that I do is like an attitude of a wife can be a contraceptive Mm. where the man comes home and she's just pouncing on him, giving him 500 things to do, like not even, you know, asking how his day was just completely spilling everything from her day on him. And that's dividing, right? That is, um, that is contracepting like unity and, um, 
it's not life-giving. And so your attitude can even be a contraceptive or your stress boiling over and not being able to man mind manage and manage your stress and Mm self-regulate can be a contraceptive. Avery and I were just talking about this. He went to spiritual direction and we were talking about where the boundary of like, so say Avery has an issue with a guy in his class and he comes home and shares it with me. Is that gossip? Is that like, am I just un, un, letting go of stress and like going to my person? We're not blasting it in public. Like what's that boundary or what's that line look like? And our spiritual director, director and priest here was like, it's okay to do that. You have a natural tendency or need to unload some things to someone. And it's great that you do that with your spouse. That's awesome. But as your stress level is going down by unloading these things, you're essentially throwing the anxiety and stress at your spouse, at Meg, who is now taking it all in for the first time. And her stress level and anxiety is going up to match how yours was at the time of you being um, irritated with this person. And so you have to be cognizant of not making that person your like anxiety or stress waste basket every time you come home where you're just throwing stuff at them. And I was like, oh crap, that's a good one too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) These priests are so good. Yeah. And so for me, my biggest contraceptive, um, (laughs) is the military. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) they really didn't see a number coming. (laughs) No, um, for me, podcasts and music playing throughout my day are contraceptive to God, because mm-hmm. um, if you've ever read the power, read the power of silence by Cardinal Seurat, he mm-hmm. talks about how. By the way, I haven't finished it, but that's one of Patrick's favorite books, and I haven't. I read it. I read half of it years ago. <laughs> Um, but pretty much the idea is that God's language, like the language he speaks in is silence. So it's like, we have English, like God has silence and Pope Pius the 12th said, you can be deaf to the whisperings of his grace. Mm. So you can be deaf to the whisperings of his grace. And I'm like podcasts and music. I fill space with that. And I fill silence with it almost to the point where then I'm like scared of silence because I'm not used to it. Like I would take five minutes to find something to put on rather than just doing it. And, um, it is a contraceptive to my conversations with God because I don't hear the deaf whisperings of of God. And I don't hear the deaf whisperings of his grace because I am contracepting that un- unity, um, yeah. and that life-giving conversation with things that busy, busy my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, um, one of our same priests that was telling us about being in stress waste basket, um, also mentioned to be in slavery is to be distracted by the mundane from the mundane to be in slavery is to be distracted from the mundane. And that's when I realized that I needed a timer on my social media apps (laughs) because my contraceptive is not podcasts and music. My brain would explode if I filled all of my time with that on top of children. Um, but pulling up my phone just cause I'm like overwhelmed or over it, or I just want like an out. Cause that's what it is. It's like an out in front of other people. Mm-hmm. That's my issue. And that's when I was like, I'm enslaved to this because I don't want to be surrounded by the mundane 24 seven. I don't want to be in tune with that 24 seven. But then the minute I put the password on my social media apps, 
my relationship, my connection with not only my children, but my spouse grew tenfold. Everything was much more unifying and life-giving. And then I was way more attentive to all the different nuances of our relationships and everything. And I was like, well, dang it. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course. Well, I, I had something, a new pro- a product that I have been loving that I want to share with you guys. Um, but first, okay. So hello, you guys have heard us talk about them before, but they, so they're a Christian prayer app. Um, mm-hmm hello.com slash what in the dang hat can get you three months free, but they now have their day, the daily readings. So like typically the day, if you go to daily mass or something, um, the missiles in the back of the pew don't usually have daily, the daily readings of the mass in it. And so I always had like an app on my phone or the daily Roman missile. If you guys have that, like the actual book that you bring to mass, Um, but you could never really get the readings or the Psalm unless you had one of those, but now hollow, like I'm going to delete my other external apps because hollow now has the daily reading. So it has, you know, the reading, the Psalm and the gospel in the amazing. I literally would pull up a Safari page and Google it every single morning, (laughs) really old school and happy to no longer have to do that because that's, yeah, I already pull up the hollow app every morning for like Lexio Divina. So this is great. And it will read it to you. So you can oh, play it yes. as well. Amazing. Yeah. So it goes oh, through. I'm so happy. I know it goes through the reading, the responsorial Psalm, the Alleluia and the gospel. Yeah. That's, that's all you need. That's so that's great. All you need. I know all in one. So as you if guys we need needed it. another reason to love this. App. I know there's everything on there. So H A L L O W.com backslash what in a dang hack for three months free. And you can find all the details in our show notes. Um, yes. okay. So maybe you guys have seen this product on like social media ads or something, but frownies F R O W N I E S you're kidding. Megan, you don't (laughs) understand. You see how smooth my forehead looks? I do. Do you see see it just looks so slippery and just like a beautiful, just glossy, yeah, new skin. Um, so I mean, I felt it that one time you made me wear them. It's just again, it's another thing that I'm like so foreign to me. Okay. So here's what it does. Brownies helps with wrinkles. So I, I don't know. We, yeah, we did a podcast on Botox. Like I'm not getting Botox. It's not something I will do. It's so toxic. It's the tox in Botox means toxin. Um, (laughs) so (laughs) yeah, yeah. Like Botox. Um, anyways, besides the point, that's not the topic of where I was going, but frownies pretty much reforms your muscles. So like, for instance, in my forehead, that's where my fine lines are, um, your expression lines and stuff. And at night you wear these, it pretty much is like a, I don't know, it's just like paper, but it has the thing and you wet it and then you put it on your forehead and it essentially creates a cast. So it dries and at night you can't move your eyebrows and stuff. So because, because at night is typically when you are getting the wrinkles, you're like sitting on your face, laying really weird. Um, you have expressions at night and that's 
that's when you can wear these frownies and um, you pretty much don't make any expressions then for eight hours and you wear them for like a month straight and you, it pretty much has retrained your muscles um, right. in your forehead or, but you know, your mouth, your smile lines or I, whatever, wherever they are. Um, so anyways, I love their products. I've been using it for about a month now and, um, on and off, but this I'm getting for the next like month, I'm going to do it every single night. And then I'll probably only do it like once or twice a week after that is what they say, but it is worth it. Um, also they have these under eye patches that you just like put in the fridge and they're really great as well. I feel like I always have dark circles. So anyways, that in combination with beauty counters, new water plumping serum is a game changer. And my skin has never looked so youthful, um, in the past two, two years, I would say. Okay. You heard it here first folks. Yeah. <laughs> And then when we were in France, I put them on Megan. <laughs> she did because she was horrified when she found out. She was like, do you wash your face? I was like, yeah, with water and a washcloth. And she was like, and you did like, like. I was like, but you wore makeup today. Well, and you're like, but you, you did like your skincare routine. Like you, you washed your face and stuff. Right. And I was like, with water and a washcloth. And she was like, are you okay? <laughs> I was like, I. I don't know. You tell me. How's my face? <laughs> I was like, we need some frownies up in here. I, you can tell the difference. I will tell you that after one night of doing it, I never did it again. Not because I like had a strong opinion about it one way or the other, but you could tell a difference. It was like very smooth, very firm. Mm-hmm. It looked good, but That's I, good. I haven't been like, oh, I it's just not a priority frownies. for you. If I had two kids, it probably wouldn't be a priority either. Maybe it would, but probably not. I feel like it might still be. Maybe it will. You and your tide stick. Yeah, it might still be. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, they're great. Highly recommend. It's not just a fad or an ad that's spamming and scamming you. I mean, it it really, I've had great results with them. Yeah. Yep. Um, They can also kind of like train your eyebrows to like go up higher. Like some people's eyebrows start drooping and you could just like lift your eyebrows up and like put your casts in. And it's just, yep. Megan's doing it with her fingers. (laughs) I'm like, please no, not like that. (laughs) I can't imagine that going well for anyone, but whatever, whatever floats your boat. Well, my eyebrows look great. (laughs) Have you been pulling them up with the frownies? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you had droopy eyebrows. I'm well, so I didn't sorry. want them to be droopy. So I've just been proactively making them not droopy. Oh, one day I'll just wake up and mine will be droopy. <laughs> They'll be drooping down. They'll be. <laughs> that shagging. is one thing I've heard while doing beauty consults. Um, just like people, you know, women with more mature skin, they'll say the one thing you don't expect is for your eyelids to get droopy and like not tight Mm -hmm. anymore they're like no one tells you that but your eyelids get loose that's my biggest fear every single time I'm doing my eyeshadow because I do eyeshadow almost every day now because it's super fun for me but I use naked because I have a palette and I don't want to throw it away but it's literally gonna last for years and everyone always says like you need to make sure you're using like your eyes and specifically the skin around your eyes is like 
absorbs more or is different or something than the skin oh. or the rest of your face. And so you have to be very cognizant of what you're putting on your skin around your eyes. And I was like, well, so thank you for shouting out my nightmare. But yeah, gonna have droopy you put eyes. frownies on your eyebrow or your eyelids. <laughs> Probably not, because then you couldn't close your eyes. <laughs> Just so scary. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, so darn. this is a podcast about being vain. Um, <laughs> welcome. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. So we have some voicemails though. Um, okay. This one I'm, I'm going to play. Uh, it's about, it's about men's hobbies and I actually did some research on it. So this is going to okay. be a great convo. You did research. Wow. I did some research. Hi y'all. Um, I just wanted to get a poll, if possible, or maybe your guys' opinion. I've been married four years now, and I truly, and I, we have one child, um, and I'm cooking our second child right now. I really believe, and this made me think of this with Avery's fish tank hobby, I really, truly believe men need hobbies to be like, feel like they succeed women don't need hobbies as much and our hobbies usually pertain to the home and something like for the home and men need some like random hobby my husband shoots archery which is wonderful and I love the hobby but sometimes I'm like do we really need to keep diving so deep into archery and then there's always, like, phases with everything. And, like, he went through a woodworking phase. And having something to do outside of work really gives him a lot of purpose. And it's, I'm with Megan. It doesn't hinder him helping with the kids. I'm pretty happy. But it's interesting to me how connected men are to their hobbies. And I was wondering if both husbands are this way. There must be something bio- biological about it or something. Anyways, let me know what you think. I mean, I agree. I totally agree. Except I also think I hit a wall like after having kids where I was like, I used to have so many hobbies. I mean, well, soccer being one of them. And then I don't know. I just was like, what do I do anymore? But the things that I do like to do, like baking and cooking and stuff, she said, are in the home and they benefit others. Whereas like the fish tank, it's kind of like it's purely play essentially, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's no, and I I admire that. Like, I think that's super important, but I don't have a specific drive or pull towards anything that's just for play for me. Like, I don't think I would enjoy it as much if I didn't know that it it had a life-giving aspect to it. Does that make sense? Which might speak to the feminine versus masculine. True. Totally. So like even hobbies that I think of, like oh, I could ballroom dance, but like, that's fun to do with Patrick, you know? Right, like, right. you're just going to ballroom dance by yourself around your so room. So sad, so sad. But um, <laughs> I mean, okay, so women, I think the, the biggest hobby for women is like women need to talk with other women mm-hmm. or sit at a coffee shop in a pretty environment. And it was really funny because yesterday morning, I was at like a business coffee with an older gentleman and he asked me what my hobbies were. And, you know, I told him reading, antiquing, working, things like that. But I wanted to be, because I love work and like work is fun Mm -hmm. for me. Right. But I wanted to be like this 
This is my hobby, meeting people in aesthetic coffee shops and talking. Talking (laughs) is my hobby, okay? (laughs) Um, You know, but also I wanted to be like, you know, like puttering around the home, arranging this, picking that up, redecorating this, organizing that. Like that's also my hobby. It's just like moving things that- Making an environment. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're moving rooms around upstairs, bedrooms around upstairs. And I'm like dying for Avery to take the last couple things out of the walls that require like power tools and stuff so that I can decorate. And mm-hmm. it's not time sensitive, but in my brain, I'm like, no, 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 no. To do this. I want yep. to do this. Yeah. yeah. And right. it is funny because I think men do go through phases more than women. Like, mm-hmm. well, like Patrick, he loves his chess, but when he was here during <laughs> Christmas, he went through a bartending phase. Yes. And we reaped the rewards of that. I stay weak. The, they made the best mocktails. The amount of like alcohol, I don't know much. Like all brown alcohol is the same to me. And I live in Kentucky, like Kentucky bourbons are a really big thing here, obviously, but we have so many alcohols. I, I'm not going to drink hard alcohol alone. Like a (laughs) glass of wine is a one thing here and there, but like making myself a cocktail alone, I feel like it's just crossing the line. Um, (laughs) And I'm just more of a tequila girl. Okay. And like, I'm not going to drink tequila alone. Like that's a no go. it's not not smart so um anyways that was like a hobby you know and like I reap the rewards of these like Patrick another hobby for him is reading like that makes him more educational so he doesn't have a ton of hobbies that are just for play besides chess but that also like uses your brain I don't know um yeah yeah but I think if he probably didn't fly jets every day he would want more hobbies yeah because yeah. that's his adrenaline rush, you know? Right. Well, Which is, yeah. but that's, I mean, that's what Avery misses the most about jumping out of planes and he used to own motorcycles. He yeah. talks about that all the time. And I'm like, yeah, well, sorry, you have kids and wife now. So no, thank you. No, nope, go to the no, gun no. range. He'll go to the gun range and yeah. shoot and he gets like a little bit of the same rush. Adrenaline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. So I found some stats according to the office of national statistics. <laughs> Women are, <laughs> I didn't know that was an office. It okay. is. Carry on. <laughs> Women are less likely to have a hobby because they spend more time on unpaid labor, such as housework or childcare. In fact, the only thing that women spend more time on than men is socializing. This is an interesting find as scientifically females find same sex social interactions more rewarding than men due to oxytocin sensitivity in the brain. Thus, Thus, uh, <laughs> socializing daily can be rewarding and help maintain a sense of self for women. True. So, so socializing true. is a hobby for women. So you could have just pulled up that statistic for that man yesterday. And I know, listen, sir, it listen, is a buddy. I know. Um, no, that's so true. The only thing that you, that I then think of, which I guess makes so much sense with how Satan works is the amount of times that socializing just turns into gossip. Yeah. And I'm like, hate, loathe. But that makes sense. If that's like, if that can also be rewarding and help, if socializing can be so rewarding and maintain a sense of self and identity and dignity and stuff for women, of course, Satan's going to figure out a way to make that dark. That checks Mm -hmm. out. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Okay. Takes one thing good and flips it to bad. Sorry, I'm totally mm-hmm. eating Jerk. chocolate. Need to swallow. Ball. <laughs> <laughs> How long do these things stay good for? I mean, we'll I don't know out. if there's an expiration date on these bourbon balls. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't oh, know, but geez. I feel like I need to cough a little. Okay. <laughs> it's cooked, it okay? The bourbon is not bourbon Yes, anymore. it's literally like a cake pop. Yeah, it's a cake pop. Um, okay, next voicemail. Um, this is this is just a really good point. It's a good point. Okay. Hi, um, long-time listener. I'm going to keep this one anonymous, though, just because I need you guys' advice. Uh, so basically, I have a lot of friends, and I'm really uh, thankful and blessed to have a lot of friends, great Catholic friends. Um, but I'm in a completely different season of life to a lot of them. A lot of them are, like, in relationships and getting engaged and, like, married with babies, and I'm the only one here that's still single um, and, like, loving my single life. Obviously, I do want to be in a relationship eventually, but that's another conversation for another day. Um, but I just want your advice on, like, balancing uh, time with my friends because I feel like they almost don't have time for me anymore. Like, we don't get to hang out, and I totally understand it. But then I also feel, like, just a little, you know, just a little forgotten. And, like, um, our friendships, friendships aren't really blossoming anymore. So just wanted your guys' advice on that. I love the podcast. Been binging all of them. Um, and thank you guys for what you do. God bless. Okay so relatable and I think we've shared this before but having scheduled calls makes all the difference yeah like having this podcast is the reason you and I are so close still no really (laughs) like we are not that we're in super different seasons but it's still what one of us is an active mom to multiple children and the other is not and that's different at least and there was at one point where you were single with a kid and I was or you were buried with a kid and I was single yeah yeah totally and and then I think of like another a friend group that I have where some of us are some of us are not but we all do social media like influence marketing stuff and we have a call once a month and that's the only reason we're all so close and the only reason we're all still aware of what's going on in each other's lives um so having calls scheduled and set aside same thing with my girlfriend here who's local we're in the same season of life but this ties back in with socializing and this is my hobby uh you make time at least once a month to go out to get dinner and mm-hmm. we, that's just like a known thing for both of us and our spouses like the kids go to bed we're going to get dinner at least once a month um but I don't know I want to hear your thoughts because I'm I'm probably the group of her friends that she feels like is forgetting about her so so um I have a tight-knit group of friends but they're Mm -hmm. all places so I don't like to collect friends if that makes sense um I'm all about having like a small group but really invested in them yes so um that's one thing like in DC, when I live there, it's really easy to like collect friends almost, but really just a ton of acquaintances, but you're not close with anyone, you know? Yeah. You wouldn't travel to see each other if you moved apart. Right. Exactly. It's just like, if you're back in town, come hang, but Mm -hmm. it's not like an intentional I'm driving, I'm flying to come see you. Right. So I had two, three, like really close friends in DC. Um, 
But okay. So my whole idea is like women's capacities grow and minimize in different seasons. And it seems like your friends are in a low capacity season. And the first thing to go when a woman is in survival mode is attention to friendships. So you can't take it personally, but you have, if you don't like being in this season, I would recommend really finding a few women that are in your season, even if they're long distance friendships, Mm -hmm. um, because long distance friendships, like Megan and I are long distance friendships. And like, I couldn't be more grateful for it, you know? So true. um, true. I would take this over just a basic local friend any day right. just because they're just because they're more convenient would not make me any more fulfilled or happy <laughs> exactly exactly and I don't know if you said that your friends were all local but like Megan said having a standing call or something or having like I have a friend who um I'm gonna go s- bring lunch over next week while because she has a toddler and I'm like yeah we don't need to go to like Panera. I'll just grab it and go come over there, you know? So like different things. (laughs) (laughs) Come to Alabama. I know. Cause I'm like, you don't like, that's not, you know, it's like toddlers don't want to sit. They're not going to sit. It's just not going to happen. It's unrealistic. Like, right. And I also can't expect for you to not bring your toddler because like you are, you're, you're in charge of them. (laughs) Right. Right. So you have to be able to fit in to someone else's lifestyle. And if you don't want to, then you need to find another friend kind of thing. True, true. And I think there is something to be said, like, if you don't want to fit in, that's fine. And if you think you're deserving of much more intention, attention and much more intentionality, totally fine. And you're probably valid in saying that, but it's just not realistic for this friendship at the time being. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you have to, like, if that's a standard you want to hold for yourself, then you're going to have to find it somewhere else. You can't hold that to someone who doesn't have the capacity to offer that right now. And they probably miss having girl time too, but it just probably feels like impossible, impossible, especially when women get married, even if they don't have kids, the first like four or five months, just, just, they're just having sex all the time. So expect to ever see them. (laughs) expect no expect <laughs> to, to not have plans with them the first three months True. because they're not gonna they just want to spend time with their husband they just want to like yes. be with them and be married it's um true. even like it's going true. out to dinner like things like that they just want to do that and so it's nothing against you it's just the season they're in and they're they had to prior prioritize and that doesn't mean you aren't a priority it just means you're not the first priority right um or there's some friends that don't take initiative and you are always going to be the initiator. It doesn't mean they're a bad friend. It just means that they're more passive and you just need to be the initiator. And that's things like, you know, Hey, can I bring lunch over? Like, I'd Mm -hmm. love to see you because even fitting, like for instance, Megan coming and bringing her kids and Alex bringing her kid, like I wouldn't expect them to come hang out for a week without bringing their children. Like that yeah. would be a disordered expectation. Yeah. I'd be kind of mad at you if you had that expectation of me. Yeah. I'd be like, like, uh, so you want someone else to be friends with, because this is not even who I am. Exactly. Like, it's like, just not who you are. Yeah. Right. So I not get what option. you're, 
I get what you're saying though, is like, it's probably lonely and you probably feel like all your friends, this is happening to all at the same time. And so it's like a night and day thing all at once. Um, but I think you're probably going to have to be the one that reaches out, um, and just be really understanding that if they are in little kid season or in newly marriage season, they just have other things and it's not you. It's all friendships are put on the back burner. True. And I will say though, if you could view this, this just came to mind because I, I was one of the friends that got married first, had babies first, whatever. So I've not been in your shoes per se. I've been in the other friend's shoes, but something that you could do that might help is viewing this through a lens of how will this make, like this could make me a better wife and mom someday. So knowing and recognizing that you have a higher capacity and capability to be more flexible, to take initiative, to reach out more often, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, because that will play into you being a wife and mom, like Avery's super stressful finals right now. How can I be more flexible? How can I take initiative? How can I make things happen for him without him having to ask or seek it out all the time? So it could be, you could like put it in that mental framework. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to gain something from this in the future. (laughs) No, that's really good, Meg. That's really good. Holy spirit. Spirit. (laughs) Okay. Megan, before we jump into the last, the last topic of pregnancy, um, can you tell everyone about our favorite jewelry brand? Um, yes, because I just took off some hoops from them. Um, they're the Eden hoop earrings from the little Catholic. It's the most like dainty cottage core esque looking, <laughs> looking hoop ever. It's gold. It's not too heavy. Y'all know I got earlobes that are like very thin. So I'm not trying to rip them apart. Meg's has a thin earlobe. I have a thin earlobe. Does anything fix that CC? Do you know? <laughs> I can give you some plumping cream. But... Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, picture like a hoop with dainty flowers on it. And it like, I they're not dangly or anything. Like they're stuck to it. I don't know. Just, you got to Google it. Eden hoop earrings from the little Catholic. She's given us a 20% off discount code, which is significant. Um, So run, don't walk. Heck two zero for 20% off at the little Catholic. All the links to everything for her is in our show notes. Um, I mean, you could spend that coupon on anything on our page and we would recommend it. <laughs> We'd be like, yep, that's a good buy. Have that, had that, bought that as a gift, something. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Okay. So I got one message on my personal page that I thought I would share here because she was recommending it as an idea for a podcast topic, but being that I am the only one that's, you know, gone through multiple pregnancies, I, thought it could be just something we mentioned on the podcast, not a full on topic. So she says, here we go. The realities of how hard first trimester pregnancy can be. I'm pregnant with my first and my expectations of what first trimester and quote unquote morning sickness was like, was so different than reality. Now, just starting my second trimester, there are so many things I look back and wish I knew beforehand, especially having ideas of where to get support from other women going through the same thing. When during the first trimester, many tend to keep the pregnancy secret. I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on a pod someday. So here are my thoughts. Um, first trimester is always the hardest for me. I'm knocked out. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm nauseous 24 seven. Like I don't even do the productive thing of like throwing up. I'm just nauseous all the time. You know, <laughs> like I would rather just throw up at some point and get it over with, but I just walk around nauseous all day and eat Cheerios. Um, I also 
think there's something to be said. I mean, it's a personal decision, but I choose to share our pregnancies pretty much as soon as we find out because we believe truthfully that it is a life the minute it's conceived and it deserves that recognition and honor for as long as God gives it to us. And it deserves prayer from others because we believe in the power of prayer. We know what it's like to lose a life. And it reminds us that we are not in control. We are not the sole controllers of life, um, whether that's birth or death or whatnot. I so love that outlook. I've never heard that one. That's that's great. That's the way we share it. Um, and so being open about it early on kind of gives you the opportunity to lean on seasoned moms and their advice. Obviously, when you seek it out, I hate unsolicited advice to pregnant women. Um, (laughs) It also opens the door to being offered help and learning to accept help. Because if you're in the first trimester stage and it's awful and it's knocking you off your feet and you had no clue it was going to be like this, but you don't know where to turn or who to ask for help or anything, being making it known to your friends and family that you are pregnant, that this is hard, or reaching out to seasoned moms and being like, I, I'm struggling here. Help me. They're going to have advice. Like, and you won't even just like the mental and emotional, like uplift you get when you share these things with other moms that have gone through it and then gain some sort of like feedback or saving grace or whatever is super helpful. So that's what I recommend. Um, I know it's different for every everyone, but almost always, I feel like 80% of women say the first trimester is worse than the third. <laughs> the third, you're just like, can't wait for this baby to be here. But at There's least- an excitement. In, there is. And then you have a baby bump and a lot more times, uh, maybe not, maybe I'm speaking- too generally here, but a lot of times there's a bit more energy, a bit more sense of like, I've stepped into this pregnancy of ownership of it. Whereas the first trimester, you're like, I don't even have a bump. I just feel sick all the time. I'm too tired to do anything, but I don't even have like the bump to prove to people that this is like legit, you know, it's Mm -hmm. weird. It's like a weird thing. So I don't know. That would be my thoughts. My, um, preggy pops, if you're nauseous, were actually great. They're kind of like a candy, but yeah, I don't know. For a second, I thought you were saying like preggy pop is like, that's my idea. Just pop, popping in my ideas. Just my preggy pop. My preggy pop. <laughs> my preggy pop. Like my preggy. I just named it. Yeah. Like that's my uh, preggy my opinion. Like, take. Yeah. My preggy pop. <laughs> it's like, what? I hate everything about that. I do know that there is a more um, a holistic version. It's like a ginger and lemon almost like a cough drop, but it helps ease your stomach. It's probably better for you than a preggy pop, but the preggy pops were nice. Um, and I'm not even going to lie. Preggy pop sponsor us. <laughs> now that we've said you 8 I'm million times. I'm not even going to lie though. Sour Patch Kids saved me first trimester because they were so sour that it like, I don't know. It like made nausea not so bad. Whiffing peppermint oil. Like just Whiffing. getting a little whiff of it. Getting high on peppermint oil. <laughs> I would take it with me on the plane, put a little bit of peppermint oil on a cotton ball. And like, just when you feel like you're going to literally throw up, you just like sniff the cotton ball. Women use it during labor too. Um, I can just yeah. imagine Megan on a plane with a cotton ball, just sniffing it. Just pulling it out of my sleeve. <laughs> freaking drunk. <laughs> That in a tennis ball, when you're in third trimester, you bring that tennis ball and you put it up against the back of your seat and you, oh my gosh, it saves your back. 
Anyways, it's really smart. It's so just funny. slide in my DMs when you ask a question. It's just I like I really liked your um opinion though on sharing the pregnancy. And I'm so funny because like even if I was pregnant, I don't even think I would tell anyone. <laughs> like, like I don't even know if I would tell anyone until the baby was here. Like I would tell my in That's person. So like, you though. That's like my so family you. and like my all my friends yeah. and stuff. But I don't know if I would post about it. Okay, but that's true. But I think like for this girl, that though this is the other thing I probably could mention. A lot of times there's pregnancy pages, like Facebook group pages for women who are pregnant and due at the same time oh. that are going through it. I I don't know how you would find it. Like I don't know what you would search for. Um but I do know those exist and those have been a wealth of knowledge for a lot of women or like solidarity, at least. Um, if you have mind management though, if you don't, you will spiral on a Facebook page. I feel oh, like. that's true. I loathe pretty much every Facebook page except for our own. What in the dang heck page? <laughs> Shout out what in the dang heck. <laughs> Shout out to our girls. Y'all keep it good on that page. Um, yeah. Yeah. They can go south pretty, pretty quick. But, but yeah, I if guess you have, I was guess I was going to say like, if you know people in person, like reach out to them, because yes. I think a lot of women love to pass on their tips. Like that brings them joy and purpose to give. Totally. This to is my else. hobby. This is my hobby. I just <laughs> sniff peppermint oil. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. And it's, it's, uh, something that like, when we hired our doula, she was at the time just like an acquaintance. And now she's like my go-to for all things, pregnancy, motherhood, whatever. I'm like, help, my kid has a 99 degree fever. Like, what do you give them? And she's just right there. And it's nice to know you have that in your back pocket and you're not blindly trusting some stranger at the hospital down the road because you have no other options and no village or community around you. So yeah, yeah, I would reach exactly. out to women, you know. Yeah. And if not, blast it on social media or find someone on social media <laughs> that has children that raise them the same way that you want to or whatever, and then reach out to them. Yeah. Or look at their content or find yeah. a book or a podcast. all their highlights. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. There's stuff out there. I love it. Um, also, maybe if you want to find other pregnant women, you could post in the Facebook group. Hey, who's pregnant? Let's all true now like we said <laughs> our girls are great our facebook page is page our facebook page is pretty um was healthy the right word <laughs> I don't know. yeah it's healthy i just it doesn't make me want to go uh <laughs> there's been a lot of pages i had to like immediately leave because i'm like i'm going to confession too often talking about these pages <laughs> or judging or comparing or whatever and we don't do that in our page for the most part that i know of so we're healthy <laughs> we keep it real we eat and protein and virtuous and sometimes we put eggs on our salad okay okay <laughs> okay <laughs> Well, um, next week we need you to call in with your hot takes. So yes. we're going to, it's going to air two weeks from now. So please, please, please call in with your hot takes at 312-775-2615. Um, again, try to keep it under two minutes. You will be cut off at three minutes. Not our fault. That's just how it works. Um, yep. but hot takes, 
funny, try to make them mm-hmm. funny. Obviously you can make them controversial. Be We're passionate about it. Yeah. Be, yeah. Own your opinion, you know, yes. give Sell us it. some reasons why sell it to us. Like you mm-hmm. are convincing us why your hot take is right. Um, but the funnier, the better, the more random, the better. Um, we love it. I'm so excited. Me too. We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> so hot takes. We're going to get lit on fire. <laughs> going to be so good. I know. I know. 312-775-2615. And with that, we're going to sign off and thanks for listening. We love you guys. Love you. Bye. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. We'd love to hear your What in the Dang Heck moments. So call our hotline at 312-775-2615. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rate and review, share with your best friend, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.